3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and
3: Patrick Maher on vSIN.
4: Hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Femi Bebefe, Wes Reynolds coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We have Brad Powers, our college football analyst from bradpowersports.com. He's joining us in about 15 minutes to talk all things college football rivalry week. And, of course, the committee coming out with their new rankings for the college football playoff coming up later on this evening. I believe 4 o'clock is the time that those will be Unveiled, But first, let's play a little bit of game, Wes. Call it Bet It Now or Bet It Later, College Football Edition. And I want to start with the Egg Bowl in Mississippi. The Ole Miss Rebels taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs right now. The Bulldogs, one-point favorites with a total of 62 in this game. I'm seeing 16 60 and a half in some spots here. It's all over the board, but mm-hmm. any f- – Bet it now or bet it later. Would it be the side or the total in this game in the Egg Bowl in Mississippi?
5: I think perhaps bet it now. uh, Actually, if you like the favorite, because now Mississippi State is the favorite, seeing it as low as one, but seeing it at two downtown at uh, from our friends at Circus Sports, and they are the market high right now. So you know maybe taking some sharp action because they get a lot of money on the openers that they put out on Sunday. So that might be what you're seeing here a little bit, and also look. Mike Leach, uh, the pirate master, got handled <laughs> by Lane Kiffin last year in this one. So, obviously, wants to make his presence known in this rivalry. Of course, we're going to hear Lane Kiffin banning about for some of these coaching carousel. Miami, and, maybe? And maybe not just in college football. I'm not closing the door that he won't be in the NFL at some point. So, might get a nibble there at least. So, when you get these coaches, Femi, that all of a sudden it starts to get banning about a little bit. You wonder how a team's going to keep their focus. Now, this is a rivalry game. The Egg Bowl back on Thanksgiving, as it should be. (laughs) So, you know, kind of an annual Thursday night tradition, but – I kind of lean with the the Stark Vegas here with Mississippi State. I think that they're starting to progress. It's been a nice rebound season for them because I think the whole book on it is can Mike Leach's air raid work in the SEC? It hasn't worked yet against the elite teams, the Alabamas and the Georgias, but everybody else they've been pretty darn competitive with. So you may see a little bit of a rise here. I think this is probably going to end up being a two-way action type of game, but I lean Bulldogs here.
4: Yeah, I mean, Mike Leach has a number of wins over top 25 teams this year down there at Mississippi State. So Leach, he's always good to pull out some uh, some, mm-hmm. some key wins. But against the elite teams, though, we see that he tends to struggle. The game of the week in Ann Arbor, we've talked to Will Hill about it. We're going to talk to Brad Powers about it coming up here in 15 minutes. I want to get your thoughts. Bet it now or bet it later. The Buckeyes, seven and a half point favorites with a total of 64 and a half.
5: Yeah, and I actually thought that they might put the, this line out higher. That this I didn't think it would quite be double digits, but I thought it might be nine, kind of like split in the middle between seven and ten. And this came out as low as seven. Ohio State's gotten the money, and I do kind of I do kind of lean them. I think this is going to be a more competitive game. The over is getting bet. I certainly don't disagree with that move. You're now seeing some sixty four and a halves in the market. I think uh, sixty five and a half actually the market high at BetMGM. So mm-hmm. shop around a little bit for all these numbers, but. But I still wonder with Michigan, I don't think that they're going to get blitzed like they have in past years, but that Ohio State offense, you know, and and, and when Ohio State kind of had those shaky performances where they didn't cover against Nebraska and they didn't cover the week before, it was kind of like the market kind of thinks that they're vulnerable right now. And it's like, well. Ryan Day every once in a while still reminds you that they're Ohio State and they're the number one offense in college oh, football. Yeah. That was 59 put points they put up on a good Purdue defense, a legitimately good Purdue defense. And then the following week, we know Michigan State dead last in passing yards allowed. <laughs> Obviously, Saturday didn't help matters. They, they didn't uh, rise up a notch from that ranking, still the, bottom. The, the,
6: the
4: mismatch of the week. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I laid the points with the Buckeyes. I was like, yes, they cannot absolutely. cover these wide receivers to save their lives, and we yeah. saw that. Every and time. it is amazing. Amazing with with how
5: many receivers they have. I mean, when you're just loaded with pros at receivers, and that's why kind of maybe early on C.J. Stroud wasn't getting the you know the love maybe he deserved for the Heisman because I think people see that and they're like, eh, it doesn't matter what quarterback they put West Reynolds or Femi Bembafe <laughs> a quarterback back there. These receivers are just open all over down the yeah. field. Not only their individual skill as players, but also the fact that Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson run a great offense in a scheme where it's like, these dudes are just open all over the field. It feels like they're playing on three football fields. They got so much space, but I haven't bet this yet. I do lean a little bit Ohio state. It might be you keep betting it until Jim Harbaugh shows you, is this the year for him
4: though? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I mean, there's so much pressure on Harbaugh, although like the national pressure is not there because everybody expects Ohio state to win. We've just penciled Ohio state in as the big 10 champions, mm-hmm. but at least locally there's pressure yeah. in him to win. this The, game. the key is
5: going to be if Michigan who I think has been their running attack has been very good this year, despite the fact that they've had injuries, they've been able to have next man up at the running back position Can they run on Ohio State? Not a lot of teams have been able to. You know you can get some plays down the field. I think Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, they run a couple situations for. They've proven they can throw the ball down the field, but they are going to have to run the ball. If they can't, then this is going to be another L for Big Blue.
4: The Iron Bowl, Alabama, 19.5-point favorites, total of 56. Bet now or bet later?
5: I think probably bet now because everybody's going to realize, okay, Bo Nix is not going to go here. Alabama you know because it's already baked in right now at 19 and a half so I don't think that it's going to go down any further I would say just bet now just because I think the number is going to close above where it is but it is already at this point baked into the cake femi when you look at the fact okay Alabama you know they got to win to make sure they stay in that top 4 for the playoff I do think that they're going to drop tonight and we'll talk about that with Brad Powers later this hour mm-hmm. I think they are going to drop a spot off the basis of being a little close with Arkansas a close shave They're only winning by seven and giving up 30 points to the Razor, over 30 points to the Razorback. So maybe Nick Saban will use that as a motivation, get these guys' attention. You are starting to see some 20s in the market. It is 19.5 at BetMGM. That's where most of the market is, so that's what we'll call it. But I I could see this close in 21. So if you want a little bit better of the number, I'd say bet now
4: on Bama. A game that's near and dear to your heart, Wes. (laughs) The Indiana Hoosiers taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. Boilermakers 15-point favorites. Total of 50 and a half. Would you bet it now or – bet it later or bet it never for your I, case. I would
5: bet it never. My <laughs> goodness, Indiana. The only hope, and and I was listening to an interview from a radio show back home in Indianapolis yesterday, and the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, who's been there since the early 1970s. Don, poor Don Fisher's seen a lot of good basketball, but he's seen a lot of dog-you-know-what football. You always
4: had last year, though. <laughs> yes, exactly. And,
5: and that's the disappointment because you yeah. thought, okay, it's going to catch up with Indiana a little bit this year because the schedule's going to be tougher. So – that's why a lot of a lot of wise guys were betting them under the win total and rightfully so i thought seven and a half eight was kind of high with this schedule this year but i don't think anybody thought that they were going to be the only winless team in the big 10 as we get to thanksgiving weekend they have two wins this year over idaho and western kentucky and Indiana, they've just been ravaged with injuries. Uh, they're, they're now basically splitting reps at quarterback with the true freshman who has potential but has no offensive line, has had a disappointing receiving core, a running back pool that had two guys going in the transfer portal early in the season, so no depth. You, so you're splitting reps with him and another walk-on, that being Donovan McCulley and Grant Grimmell is the walk-on quarterback out of Noblesville who's a sophomore at Indiana – Gosh, the momentum has totally flipped, Femi, because it was like Purdue was kind of the program. It's like, OK, what's going on here, mm-hmm. Jeff Brom? And uh, Jeff Brom had gotten sideways with a couple of the Ron members of the John Purdue Club up there in West <laughs> Lafayette. And, uh, you know, it was like, OK, his seat wasn't hot, but, it, you know, there was a heating pad yep, on it. Yep. It, was, it was getting a little warm. Yeah. And, and they have bounced back this year. We know what Purdue does offensively. They are absolutely one-dimensional. They cannot run the ball. They have not been able to run the ball basically for about oh about 15 years now in West Lafayette. But they can throw it, and they can throw it with frequency. They're one of the best passing offenses in the country. The only saving grace, if you're trying to make a case for Indiana, and the only case I can make is – well, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen, and that's what our man Don Fisher, the yeah. voice of the Hoosiers, was saying. But, you know, he's just trying to do as much of a sell job as he can. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 please listen, because there is no <laughs> hope for this Indiana team.
4: Anytime that's the sell point, you know it's like, all right, this is not going to end You're well. grasping at straws yeah. at this point. Not so, going to end well at you, all. You know,
5: I don't know if I, I think it's accounted for right now, because if you look – at uh, what the uh, game of the year lines. I'm trying to remember what the game of the year, but Indiana, I believe, was a road favorite uh, (laughs) in this game at the South Point. Look, rightfully so. uh, You look at what they were. They were four-and-a-half-point favorites, and now almost a three-touchdown difference. But it's justified because Indiana, just the offensive numbers are putrid. They're in the 120s out of 130 in scoring offense, in total offense. In passing efficiency, so you name it, they're near the bottom.
4: We have a couple or rather three more games I want to get to here with a couple minutes left. Virginia Tech and Virginia, the Cavaliers touchdown favorites over the Hokies, total of sixty two and a half. Bet it now or bet it later.
5: Yeah, you probably bet it now because I think the market is going to anticipate that even though Virginia Tech has dominated this series in the Commonwealth Cup, they know that Justin Fuente is 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 out and you know does Virginia Tech you know kind of kind of rally a little bit in that last game of the season Virginia's offense has been explosive they got Brennan Armstrong back and they went up and down with Pitt only lost by 10 just couldn't quite get there at the end for the cover but you know Virginia Tech still could get bowl eligible here so uh, there's at least something on the line they're currently five and six Virginia six and five so if you want to get Virginia Tech, maybe wait on it a little bit because Virginia might get bet. You might be able to get seven in the hook or eight.
4: Bet now or bet later. Wisconsin and Minnesota, the Badgers, touchdown favorites with a total of 39.
5: Bet now, I think, if you like Minnesota, because I don't know if you're going to get be able to get seven. Two of the top ten ranked defenses. Wisconsin now number two in the country in total defense. Minnesota number four. Wisconsin, they win and they're in yep. in terms of getting in that Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis, so uh, that's already baked into cake. Minnesota needs some help because if it finishes, I believe, a three- or four-way tie, they would get the trip.
4: Let's go to Bedlam real quick here. Oklahoma State, three-and-a-half point favorites with a total of 50-and-a-half. Bet now or bet
1: later.
5: Bet now if you like the under because this Oklahoma State defense is absolutely for real, and we saw Oklahoma struggle last week. Uh, Caleb Williams had that big run, but Then that offense kind of got stuck in the mud against Iowa State. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, something we're not used to in Bedlam.
4: All right, we're going to ask Brad Powers about Bedlam, the Iron Bowl, the big game Ohio State-Michigan on the other side. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when... the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock... He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that? A myth. On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated
4: to personal development. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Femia Bebefe, Wes Reynolds, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And our next guest, a guy I've been excited to talk, to talk to here as we get the college ball playoff rankings coming out later this evening. He is Brad Powers of the bradpowerssports.com college football analyst there. You hear him a lot here on VEASAN and our plethora of shows throughout the week. Brad, thank you once again for joining us here on the Lombardi line. i got to ask you because the committee is coming out with a fresh set of rankings later on this afternoon. Two top 10 teams lost this past Saturday. How do you see them ranking the top four and who would be in your top four?
6: Well, first off, thanks for having me on guys. Uh, You know, as far as tonight, uh, obviously there's going to be a shakeup with Oregon and Michigan state going down, but I actually think the more intriguing thing is at the top, whether or not the committee takes Ohio state above Alabama, because I think that's what they should do. I think that's what they will do tonight. I can tell you this as far as the Vegas power rating goes. As far as my ratings, I, I have Ohio State over Alabama. So, obviously, Georgia's one. I have Ohio State now two, Alabama three. And, and believe it or not, I have Michigan four as far as my ratings go. I mean, and obviously, I'm just going over who's favored over who on a neutral field. My expectation, though, is for the committee to have Cincinnati there at the number four spot.
5: Yeah, I'm with you, Brad. I think they're going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati. And then that five or six, I could see maybe Michigan and the Irish being five, six, because uh, now people starting to make the case a little bit for Notre Dame in terms of potentially getting in that top four. If Alabama takes that second loss and if Cincinnati gets beat by Houston, can you make the case for Notre Dame that they're going to be in that
6: top four? I think he can Uh, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear about it but I mean the reality is Notre Dame takes care of business better than any program in the country the last four or five years I mean they've won almost 40 consecutive games as a favorite that's incredibly tough to do so it's not their fault that they beat every single team that they're supposed to now when it comes to you know stepping up in competition it's you know obviously been tough for, for the Irish but I mean, they're going to beat Stanford uh, this weekend, and I think they actually cover the 19-point spread. Uh, You know, look, the chances of Alabama losing to Georgia uh, are greater than 50%. Alabama's going to be more than a field goal underdog in that game. And, you know, the second loss for the Crimson Tide, and it's not like they've looked really good in other games that they've actually won this year. I mean, I wasn't impressed with them last week against Arkansas. Florida game now looks, you know, bad in retrospect that they only won that game by two. So yeah, I do think Alabama gets knocked off there. Uh, if they lose that second game, they won't be in the playoff, and that you know leaves room for an opportunity for Notre Dame. I think that actually what Notre Dame has to worry about is the Big 12 team jumping them, whether it's <laughs> Oklahoma or Oklahoma State winning out. Especially if it's Oklahoma State, and if the Cowboys win out, I would put the you know them in the playoff over Notre Dame.
4: Yeah, we're speaking with Brad Powers of bradpowersports.com, college football analyst. You took the words right out of my mouth. I wanted to ask you about Bedlam because we see in your power rankings you have Oklahoma State number five. Now the Cowboys, three-and-a-half point favorites with a total of 50-and-a-half. So you believe – do you think either one of those teams, whether it be Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, potentially winning out and maybe beating Oklahoma State back-to-back weeks in Stillwater and then in Jerry World for the Big 12 title game, do you think that the Sooners could be also live to possibly crack into that top four?
6: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about first the name brand team. Obviously, You say the committee doesn't have any bias, but it's obvious that they do. I mean, an Oklahoma team would be a one-loss conference champ with back-to-back wins over a top-10 caliber team in Oklahoma State. So I know they're the bigger of the two question marks, but I do think Oklahoma, even with all their struggles this year, would get in over Notre Dame and leapfrog them there, especially with that 13th data point on the final weekend where Notre Dame's sitting at home. Oklahoma State, I, I think, is more of a sure thing. I mean, if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and then beats, you know, the, looks like it'll be Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, if that's the case, I think Oklahoma State would. I, I mean, what's not to like about what you've seen from Oklahoma State, uh, at least down the stretch here? This is a team that's covered nine consecutive games. That's incredibly tough to do at, at the major college football level. starts with their defense. And why I think Oklahoma State not only beats Oklahoma but covers this week I mean, I just don't see Oklahoma having success running the football against that Oklahoma State defense. So, I, if I had to make a prediction right now, I think Oklahoma State is the team that gets into the playoffs.
5: Yeah, Brad, I was going to ask you about the total in this game. Femi and I were talking about it in the previous segment. Uh, look, Bedlam, uh, we're used to these high-scoring games. I made a comment on Twitter when it was Oklahoma State-Texas Tech on Saturday night. I'm like, I'm used to like 45, 42, 54, <laughs> 51s, and it was 23 to nothing. This Oklahoma State defense is absolutely legitimate. You're seeing the total now at 50 and a half. Still value on the
6: under, in your opinion? uh lean under 50 and a half i thought it was you know obviously circus sports right there i mean you guys sometimes broadcast from there your network i mean matt did a good matt metcalf did a good job i think with that total i wanted to bet under he opened it up low and it looks like you know the sharper betters are betting it just a lean for at this point for me on under
4: the game of the week, at least on paper, is in Ann Arbor between Ohio State and Michigan. Right now the Buckeyes seven and a half point favorites with a total of 64 and a half. Do you think this Michigan defense, because we saw it last Saturday, Ohio State just ran Michigan State right off the field. They couldn't keep up with those receivers, who three of them at least will be playing in the NFL in a handful of years here. Do you think Michigan's defense can do what it can slow down this Buckeyes offensive attack, or is this going to be another one-way train with the Buckeyes covering this one without a doubt?
6: Well, full disclosure, I bet Ohio State. I mean, and to me, it wasn't even looking at my power rings. I just, I, I, depending, obviously, you always bet numbers, not teams. But, I mean, I fully anticipated everybody and their mother to want to bet Ohio State. So, I bet Ohio State minus seven on the opener. just expecting that line will do nothing but climb this week. Uh, but when you're talking matchup, I mean, Michigan certainly ha- has a legitimate shot to slow down Ohio State's you know, offense. Why? I mean, it starts on their defensive line where they probably have the best one-two combo defensive ends in the country led by you know Hutchinson coming off the edge. So there's certainly an opportunity for them to get the job done. But I mean, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. That, that's basically right in the, the midpoint in between these two schools. Mm-hmm. And growing up and following this rivalry uh, very closely for the last 15 years, especially with, since Ohio State's really taken over I mean, it. You know, there is no motivation issue for Ohio State. They're obviously always max motivated. They have the better players, the better coaches, and if it comes down to both Jimmys and Joes and X's and O's, I mean, I there's nothing that I've seen the last 15 years that says Michigan can win this game. So I do lean Ohio State, even after the number, you know, come came off a of seven.
5: Brad, that's the big early game in the early window on Saturday. So another game that kind of is a great rivalry historically, but it's going to get swallowed for attention as you got one team that's going to get bowl eligible and one team that is going to be going home for the winter. It is the battle of the state of Florida, Florida state and Florida. We know Dan Mullen. Now has been dismissed as Florida head coach. We can kind of see that coming. But Florida getting the money a little bit early here. I believe it opened two. It's still two at BetMGM, but I'm starting to see some threes out there in the market. Mike Norvell's bunch has been spry to kind of end the season. Where are you going here?
6: I'm going Florida State so I I, you know I always talk about all the all these great bets that I made I made a bad bet I bet Florida State plus two I mean if I held out uh, I I could have gotten obviously a very key number of plus three I'm a little surprised Florida's getting the money sure if you're just looking at a pure power rating yeah I mean Florida should be favored by three probably even more than three but I mean the dynamics of their team has entirely changed I mean a couple weeks ago they lost their defensive coordinator and offensive line coach and as bad as mullen's been this year he's also the play caller so i mean you're you got a team here without the, their play callers on both sides of the ball you know i question you know florida's motivation i know it's a rivalry game you can say quote unquote it's time to get the ball eligibility but the future of the coaching staff and the players is in doubt i mean they have no idea what, what what's going to be the future for as far as 2022 for them meanwhile Florida saying we know their future this is a team That even said in the post-game comments last week when they beat BC, I mean, getting the ball eligibility is significant for Florida State team that hasn't been ball eligible for the last several years. I think Florida State's the right side here. I think they win the game outright.
4: Brad, we got about a minute left or so. Notre Dame, you said that they have been one of the more impressive teams over the last four years, 40-something straight wins as a favorite. Well, they're favored against Stanford later on this weekend. Fighting Irish, 19-point favorites, total of 52-and-a-half. Any value for you in terms of the side or the total?
1: Yeah, I
6: think the line's going to close 2021, so I bet Notre Dame now. I already bet them earlier in the week. They've won six straight, they've covered six straight. Stanford, complete opposite. Lost six straight, failed to cover six straight. And I'm talking significant margins on both sides there. Notre Dame dominates Stanford on Saturday.
5: Yeah, you wonder if this is going to be the end for David Shaw. We've seen a lot of high-profile coaches already uh, be out. But, look, uh, a disappointing season on the farm. Wonder if this is finally the end there.
4: That's all we need is another Power 5 job opening up for, uh, out there in the Pac-12. He is Brad Powers, college football analyst at BradPowerSports.com. Brad Easy enough for me to say. Uh, Brad, thank you for joining us here on the Lombardi line. Have a good Thanksgiving weekend, and best of luck to you.
6: Hey, right back at you guys. Thanks for having me on.
4: Thank you, Brad. Yeah, interesting stuff there. He likes Notre Dame. He likes Oklahoma State out there in Bedlam. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's rolling with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Can't blame him there after what we've seen in that rivalry for, like, the last 15 years, it feels like. But on the other side, we'll wrap up the Lombardi line plus some breaking news in the NFL. Who's calling plays for the Giants? It's going to be somebody new. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, rolling along here on a Tuesday, November 23rd. Femi Abebefe, Wes Reynolds coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And we've got some breaking news in the National Football League. We'll start with the early Thursday Thanksgiving football game. Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions. Matt Nagy. Confirmed to reporters that Andy Dalton will get the start for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, of course, left last Sunday's game with a rib injury. The Bears right now three and a half point favorites with a total of 41 and a half. Anything to do with this game now that it's confirmed that the Red Rifle is behind center for the Bears? Well,
5: I did lean Lions anyway, and I may end up going ahead and betting that. Of course, we want to see if Goff Mm -hmm. is going to be back with that oblique injury. But maybe now is where you got to take the risk. You don't want to wait, and then obviously this drops below three. But look, I don't think it's necessarily that Andy Dalton is bad or has been playing bad. I think we know the offensive line issues for Chicago. They've been there all year. Now, Justin Fields can kind of mask that a little bit because I think he definitely has an upside being larger than Andy Dalton for what we have at 32 years old at this point. But... You know, there's just not a lot you can do. And you look at the Bears, how injured they are. Not only on the offense, Allen Robinson. We'll see if he goes with that hamstring. We know Khalil Mack out for the season on defense. Hicks uh, was out last week. Eddie Jackson was out last week. So this was just an absolutely banged up team. And then the market obviously reacted when Lamar was ruled out on Sunday morning. Yeah. And then you saw that really react. Ravens dropped, or excuse me, yeah, it was Ravens, Ravens dropped yep. uh, one and a half point favorites. Ended up getting there. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. And they somehow got there. So I would be looking Lions here because I still think you're getting an honest effort. I mean, yeah. they got down 13 to nothing, but they didn't quit against Cleveland obviously if tim boyle is a starter i don't have much of an interest so i may just have to go ahead and grab this right now and hope that golf plays and if i have to buy out i have to buy out but it would be lines or pass for me
4: yeah, i believe golf was limited and they don't really have a practice on monday it was kind of like a walkthrough estimation if they were to practice but i believe he was listed as limited on the injury report so maybe Goff trending towards playing we'll see what happens later on today out there in detroit the other breaking news this just came within the last 10 minutes pat leonard of the new york daily news broke that the new york- York Giants have fired offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. And, Wes, you gave me the stat during the break there. The Giants as Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator, 19-6-1 to the under. That'll get you fired yeah. as an OC there. And we yeah. saw it last yeah. night. And in our early thoughts, when we started the show talking about this game, their offense is just so anemic. And I think Joe judge saw this as a decision that he had to make.
5: Yeah. John Mara, Steve Tisch, Joe judge, Dave Gettleman, and the Brian uh, giants brain trust clapped off <laughs> basically <laughs> with Jason Garrett. So he is out after 26 games as the G men offensive coordinator. And uh, look like, like I mentioned with that stat over the break, 19, six and one to the under just, uh, uh, you have not seen the development with this offense, and you have a young quarterback that they've obviously put a lot of faith in in Daniel Jones, so you know, got to, got to get him some help. And, and I know they've had some injuries there too, but you could tell something was happening. Heck, we didn't even know this was going to happen. And we were talking about that in the early segment of the show yeah. as we were resetting last night's Monday night football game, a 30 to 10 bucks win over the giants. So by the way, taking over the play calling is going to be Freddie kitchens. Uh, wow. for the, I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear Matt humans, reaction to Freddie kitchens now taking over the play calling who yeah. uh, Matt humans uh, dubbed Larry, the cable guy when he was the Cleveland Brown's head coach so he is going to take over and uh, look you get a visit from Philadelphia Philadelphia has won three of uh, of the last four scoring 44 30 and 40 points in those victories Uh, Giants by the way too not only we talked about that under trend dead last in the NFL at 42 offensive touchdowns since the 2020 season. Keep in mind that one offensive touchdown last night was to Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle, the first round pick out of Georgia. And by the way, that offensive line, uh, The the issues are real, and they're spectacular still with the New York Giants. The
4: guy who drafted those guys, he might be under the hot seat as well come season end, that is being Dave Gettleman. But you
5: might see the Giants maybe get a little bit of support, and I was waiting to see, okay, is this perhaps going to get to four? Because I've been on Philadelphia the last couple weeks, but now the roles have changed because they won their first game as a home favorite at the link last week against New Orleans. But now are you ready to lay this team on the road, even with the Giants team that has now terminated its offensive coordinator, that has now, uh, you know, lost a couple in a row, three and seven at the bottom really of the NFC East. If I get four or better, I'll be on the G, man.
4: Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you kind of like a follow up. Where do you see this line going? Because I said it at the top of the show that I was hoping that Garrett would get fired so that I can bet the New York Giants. I'm a man of my word, so I'm going to have a mm-hmm. Giants ticket in my pending wagers at some point now. I just want to make sure that I get the best number here. Do you think that this goes up to that four, four and a half? Or maybe the fact that other bettors might be thinking like me yeah. that, hey, Garrett's gone. Now's the time to buy in. And this ends up closing three. It may stay in this like three and a half range. Uh, you may see some rogue
5: fours possibly and, you know, obviously mm-hmm. check your screen and see and check your multiple outs. The and Sirianni syndicate is it. out there, folks. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because that's what I was thinking. Because, look, the Philadelphia Eagles, they get money every week, yeah. late in the week, and everybody's like, well, why is this team getting money? Well, you found out why, at least for the last two weeks. But yeah, the weeks before, they were still losing but still getting money because a lot of the numbers and the analytics guys really like this Philadelphia team. And I do think just on the eyeball test, what you're seeing with Jalen Hurts, he is getting better. Yeah. And you are seeing at least a little bit of development and some baby steps with that development. Nick Sirianni in his first year as an NFL head coach was the OC with the Indianapolis Colts last year. So they're starting to get a little bit better. Number one, they've been healthier than they were last year because it seemed like every week they had a different group of five guys on the offensive line. And Kelsey we, was
4: the only one that was healthy. Yeah, the whole year.
5: Yeah. So at least they've been healthy. They can still do pretty well stopping the run. Fletcher Cox, even at his older age now, still a pretty good run stopper. So Philadelphia now, though, they gotta wear that favorites role, something they're not really used to, and that's why I
4: like the Giants. The other news that of notes of from from, from that rather the NFL later earlier on this morning here is Adidia Quinkabala, the NFL network reporter, has said that Mike Tomlin anticipates Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, and Joe Hayden all to return to the Steelers defensive lineup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now the line is actually going the other way despite that news, and that's kind of a a red flag to me there mm-hmm. with this game here. The Cincinnati right now favored by four and a half with a total of 45. What do you think about the Steelers apparently going to have their best defenders back in this game, but Cincinnati is getting the back of the well, you public.
5: mentioned uh, uh, that those reinforcements on defense for Pittsburgh. They need him back and need him back in a hurry. Gave up 41 of the Chargers on Sunday night, but Mike Tomlin did what Mike Tomlin does. He covers as an underdog. Yep. He's pretty much done that his whole career in the Steel City. And yeah, this line move is curious. It's four and a half years at bet MGM now and I'm seeing five in the market I really think that we might be buying too much into Cincinnati and that win over the Raiders because if you look look a road win is a road win and you apologize for nothing in the National Football League getting those wins whether they're ugly or pretty but 32 to 13 win over the Raiders Cincinnati Bengals only had 288 yards of offense against the Raiders 4.1 yards per play and if you watch that game at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday Joe Burrow was taking a licking. Now, yep. he kept on ticking, but you could tell the Raiders' pass rush, that's one of the only things the Raiders did well in that game, Crosby and Gakway in the front four. They were getting to him, and he was taking some hits behind that offensive line that's still a, very much a work in progress in Cincinnati. Well, I it's, don't... It's, a
4: good, it's a good thing that the Steelers don't have a really good pass rusher on their uh, yeah, front four.
5: Yeah, that's why I don't <laughs> agree with this line move. Uh, I think this is a very curious line move. I'm going to have to do more investigating, but
4: initial lean would
5: be the Steelers.
4: Yeah, Tomlin as an underdog, always attractive. I had an appetite for Cincinnati. I was hoping that news like this would take it down to maybe three, and mm-hmm. then I could play Cincinnati at three. But now it's it seems like that's long gone, uh, and it will be a pass for me at least, or maybe Pittsburgh, seeing how high this thing ends up going prior to kickoff on Sunday let's get to some of the Thanksgiving games here real quick got about a couple minutes left here in the segment the Cowboys hosting the Las Vegas Raiders down there in Jerry World the afternoon game on Turkey Day Dallas seven and a half point favorites with a total of 51 I'm seeing some eights around town here this to me seems like news that CeeDee Lamb possibly could clear concussion protocol now there's only four days I don't know how that's going to happen but mm-hmm. it appears some Dallas money is showing up here early in the market with two days prior to kick
5: well and the Cowboys are going to be teaser city for sure they're yeah. going to be an America's teaser play and probably in some of mine
4: America's be, teaser play America's it's teaser a new play, segment. <laughs> it is going to be I
5: think the Dallas Cowboys and really why not and and look I know what we saw on Sunday wasn't very good offensively the receivers really didn't help Dak out and the offensive line got their butts kicked up front by the Kansas yep. City front so that needs to be reinforced I don't know if I really want to lay eight here I certainly will use it in a teaser with Dallas because I just think the Raiders they just look DOA right now they, they've been through so much this year for obvious reasons where they're gotta be sitting in a locker room like, dude, what's next? Yeah. What's next for us? And that weighs on a team. And you just saw, I mean, like I said, Cincinnati didn't even have 300 yards of offense, and they dominated these guys on the scoreboard.
4: Real quick here, Bills up to now five and a half. We've seen that move this morning, total of 46, taking on New Orleans the night game on Thanksgiving. I could only take New Orleans
5: here just because of Sean Payton's history as as an underdog. We saw it against Tampa Bay a few weeks ago. Now you're getting five and a half from a Bills team that's got some issues right now.
4: Yeah, physicality being one of the issues. And, hey, New Orleans, one of the more physical teams in the National Football League. We wrap up things on the other side. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that? A myth. On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From
0: LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Businessweek, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday...
4: BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special offer on Thanksgiving weekend football. Simply place a $10 moneyline wager on any pro or college game. If any team scores a touchdown in any Thanksgiving weekend game, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bets outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Feast on the football action with live betting and boosted odds specials all weekend long at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi or nevada it's the final segment of the lombardi line presented by bet mgm femia bebefe west reynolds coming to you from the the veeson studios here at the south point hotel and casino and west we've talked nfl we've talked college football we've even talked college hoops with all eyes on vegas with gonzaga taking on ucla later on this evening seven o'clock the tip-off let's complete it let's talk a little nba the association Four games tonight in the association, but before we get into that, let's take a look at the top five teams against the spread in the NBA, and surprise to nobody, the Golden State Warriors Mm -hmm. are the number one team, ATS, in the league, 12-4-1, it looks like signs of 2014-2015 with this Golden State Warriors team having fun. Steph Curry looks like the MVP in the league, as this team has really taken off, and they look like the best team out West. I don't think that many people thought that coming yeah. in. They were a popular, trendy team, but I don't think many people thought they'd be probably the best team out there in the West. Well, and and
5: look, as I was watching them last week against the Brooklyn Nets and watching this Nets team, I don't know no Kyrie, but still very potent. They, they offensively. took them apart. Yeah, I mean in the Warriors. We were talking about. I think it was one of the Maui games where I used the term about Houston against Butler yesterday, where they just engulf you in a half court. The Warriors engulf you defensively, yeah. and that's what I've been most impressed with. Is Getting a lot of these new players to play defense. And then look, whenever Clay is gonna come back, come the spring, come the turn of 2022, is just gonna make them more dangerous. And I think the Warriors are a culture type of team and a culture type of organization. And you get these newer players. Look, you still have the mainstays with Steph and with Draymond, but you get the guys like Wiggins and you get these young guys that are buying into this culture. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, you've got a championship team again. And we kind of thought, okay, this team's going to be a lot better than they were because they're going to get healthier. They've got young talent. They've got draft picks where they can add some young players to that core with Steph. I mean, so you knew that they were probably going to be a top four team in the West. I didn't think that they'd be 15-2 and two right now, 12-4-1 against the number. Uh, they absolutely look like – look, it's still early, Femi. Obviously, things are going to change over the course of an 82-game season plus yeah. playoffs, but they absolutely do look like the team to beat. I don't think we're being prisoners of the moment no. necessarily by saying
4: that. Yeah, right now at Bet MGM, six to one the Warriors to win the NBA title there. Obviously the Brooklyn Nets, the favorite at plus two sixty. We'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving, whether he joins them or not. An interesting team though on that list of top five ATS teams, the Oklahoma City Thunder, six and eleven straight up. But eleven and six against the spread. Obviously, they have big numbers, so they can sneak within that number. But what do you think about that OKC team just hanging around and outperforming market expectations, although they're not winning many games?
5: Well, uh, when they play the Lakers, they darn sure get up for them, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, of course, uh, they get into some uh, fracases. Uh, Russ didn't like uh, uh-huh. the uh, young man. I forget who it was. If it was Baisley or who it was that did the, the,
4: the dunk at the end of yeah, the game. Yeah,
5: and, and old Russ didn't like that too much. Well, if you don't like it, I guess you got to stop it, and uh, give him a little foul. Let's yeah. get a little physicality. You can and, uh, also
4: not lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, which they have
5: a couple times now. But look, this is a very young team. Uh, Gilgis Alexander, I think we knew when he was with the Clippers uh, before he got dealt for Paul George that this guy had a lot of potential and he's the leader on the team at 20 points a game. They do not have a lot of it. I'm looking at these guys, and it's like, all oh, these guys were just in college. I was just looking at this roster. Gilgis Alexander, Dort, Baisley, uh, Robinson Earl, Ty Jerome. Yep. Like, all of these guys are so young. So that's what you're going to see with the Thunder. Now, I will say that they play hard. But there's going to be nights they are going to be overmatched because they're just not experienced. And Sam Presti, they're trying to rebuild down there in Oklahoma City. We know they have about 8 million draft picks over the next few years. So (laughs) that's what it's going to be. And it reminds me of, like, the Houston Astros before – They got, like, Correa and Altuve and that core up in the lineup. I forget that general manager's name in Houston. It just escapes me. But he said to the fans, hey, we're going to be bad for a few years. But let's get these young guys some experience down in the minors. They're going to get better. We bring them up here. We're going to be really good. And they've won a world championship, just went to a world series here, here this year. So it's like, you know. That's what I think Oklahoma City has to sell. We have to build with a young core. We're not going to go out and just overpay for a bunch of free agents. Yeah. So we're going to be bad for a couple seasons, but we're going to be at least a fun team to watch that you can get behind that's going to give you an effort every single night and it's refracted in the ATS record.
4: Yeah, Sam Presty, one of the better NBA executives in the league. Let's look at the bottom five ATS teams. The Los Angeles Lakers, not too far from here. We know there's a big Laker contingency here in Las Vegas. They get bet quite a bit in a lot of games here because the folks, I mean, they see the games locally here with the L.A. Lakers. 6-12 and 12 against the number here. Now, LeBron James missed a good chunk of games. He's going to miss a game tonight with a suspension mm-hmm. after the the fruckus or whatever that happened in Detroit with him and, and Isaiah Stewart there. But the Lakers, 9-9 nine and nine straight up, the worst team, ATS, in the league. Do you think this Lakers team can get it corrected? I
5: think that they're going to get better. Look, I wasn't very high on this team anyway because I thought it was just kind of a weird mix of players. Like, you know, a team that really needs outside shooting, so we're going to get Russell Westbrook. Who, yeah. who who will who will be a volume shooter won't make it, it, a lot of it, it, volume i though. was gonna say he'll he'll shoot
4: it from the outside yeah. not,
5: might not make it yeah exactly so uh look we know lebron not gonna play because we'll flip it forward to the Knicks game tonight yeah. not gonna play and uh, look uh he only gets the one game isaiah stewart gets too I, like what's up with that uh, look i like the young fella saying okay i'm not gonna get punked
4: here he's a husky you man watching the husky I, I they don't like no, no back stewart down
5: going right at him good for him uh A.D. probably is going to play, but you look, and you mentioned without LeBron this season, even though he's older, he still stirs the drink for the Lakers. Four and six straight up, five and five against the number. They were getting outscored by 6.2 points per 100 possessions. It's not really the defense that suffers as much. It's the offense. Uh, When he's on the floor, 113.4 per 100. Without him on the floor, just 101.9. So, look. What, what the Lakers got to try to do, they got to try to get out and transition because in half court, they just have not been very sharp mm-hmm. without LeBron being out there to be facilitator. And that's how I think they have to attack the Knicks tonight because I'm um, getting these numbers from uh, our own JBT's write-up, which he does a write-up every day, by the way, at vcin.com, breaking down the NBA card. You look at New York, uh, kind of in the middle in terms of defensive efficiency, markets not really adjusting the perception on the Knicks because I think the Knicks, once they got in the playoffs last year for that first time under Tibbs everybody's like okay they're back the garden it's exciting we're back and I didn't really like this team this year I thought they were going to take a small step back they're one and five against the number in its last six games but obviously now baked into the cake LeBron not going to go at plus seven For me, it'd be a small lean to the Lakers, but likely a stay away.
4: Yeah, Anthony Davis, that's one thing to always keep in mind there. He is dealing with flu-like symptoms. Mike Trudell, the Lakers reporter, has been reporting that, so he's questionable for tonight's game. That line was sitting at, I believe, three and a half or four a couple hours ago. Now it's seven with a total of 213 and a half. Let's get over to some other games going on tonight. Only four games in today's NBA slate. The Miami Heat taking on the Detroit Pistons. The Heatles. 9 point favorites with a total of 207 and a half. They just lost last or mm-hmm. a couple days ago against Detroit, but prior to that, they had been one of the better teams in the league. I think riding a four-game win streak.
5: Yeah, they blew that lead against Washington, but this has been oh, yeah pretty, Washington, excuse me. This yeah. has been a pretty solid team. I uh, I think they're going to be without a couple guys. I know they're going to be without Marcus Garrett out with a wrist, Bam Adebayo questionable, Duncan Robinson questionable. For Detroit, not going to have their starting point guard, Killing Hayes. We know Isaiah Stewart now out for a couple of games through the aforementioned incident with LeBron. Pistons show fight. They're 5-5 five and five against a number in their last 10 games, but this is not an overwhelmingly talented team. Uh, uh, they really have to kind of win with defense because I think they're trying to really figure out their offense, kind of incorporate Cade Cunningham uh, along with Jeremy Grant into that lineup. So would
4: lean under here at 208? The Dallas Mavericks are an interesting team to me because Luka Doncic, his status, he's going to come back from this knee injury. Apparently he re-aggravated the knee in practice earlier this week, but right now the Mavericks, five-point underdogs in L.A., taking on the Clippers, total of two ten. Is this uh, just kind of wait for the Luka news before you fire in on this or any thoughts on this game happening in Tinseltown? Yeah, you probably
5: have to. I would lean actually a little bit with Dallas because I believe is this – I think this is the first meeting for Dallas and the Clippers this year because I always kind of like to look at that angle because – because when you have a team that got beat by a certain team in the playoffs the season before, we know Dallas got beaten seven games by by the Clippers. Uh, where the road team, I, I think, won every single game until game seven where the Clippers eventually prevailed. So would lean Dallas, because usually that first game, when you get at the team that knocked you out the year before, I usually like to be on that vanquished opponent.
4: They actually played on Sunday. Dallas lost 97-91 in Los okay. Angeles. So it's kind yeah, of I back think to they back. ended
5: up pushing. Yeah, you're right.
4: Yeah, anything on Denver and Portland there with the Blazers' uh, six-and-a-half-point favorites total of 214-and-a-half?
5: Yeah, uh, uh, nothing for me. Jokic is questionable tonight with that wrist injury.
4: All right, that'll do it for the Lombardi line. Thank you to Brad Powers of bradpowersports.com. And also thank you to Will Hill contributing on Point Spread Weekly. For Wes Reynolds, Femi and Fay. coming up next, Odds On, Amal Shaw and Mike Palm from Circa here on VCNV Sports Betting Network.